Welcome to the Fasting Well Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about some tips to make fasting as easy as possible. And so this has been a common topic on my podcast and my YouTube channel, because I think I've kind of cracked the code on how to make fasting relatively easy. So if you kind of listen to all the different things that I share in this episode and in some of the other resources I've shared, you'll probably have a pretty good approach that can make fasting pretty easy. Now, of course, it's not going to be super duper easy because there are some challenges, but can be about as easy as possible. And so other than this episode, one of the other resources I have related to easy fasting is my easy fasting guide, which if you haven't already gotten a copy, definitely worth checking out. And that's at fastingwell.com easy. I will also mention that a couple of the tips that I share in this episode are related to a couple of the tips that I shared in the previous podcast episode, but I explained them a bit differently, so I think you can still get some different insights from this episode versus that episode, even on the parts that are kind of similar, and there's other parts that are not as similar. So the tips I'm going to share are related to how to start out as a total beginner with you know intermittent fasting, like time-restricted eating, that sort of thing, but also some stuff that helps you make extended fasting easier when you do those longer fasts of about a day or more. So as I've done a few times recently, and I will do a few more times in the near future, I'm pulling this audio from a video that I made. So if you want to check out the video version, you can over on my YouTube channel, and I'll put a link in your podcast app so that you can just click on over if you want to check that out. And of course, it'll be on the show notes as well if you go over to my my website, but you can even find it just on the podcast app that you're using right now. One other resource that's related to some of what I'll share in this episode is my 10-day no-snacking challenge. So that's a challenge where there's a score sheet and I kind of give you tips day by day as you go through it to kind of help get off on the right foot and just develop that basic habit of fasting. So if you want to check that out as well, or in, instead of one of the other ones I mentioned, <laughs> you can go to fastingwell.com challenge. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. In this video, I'm going to share four tips to help you make intermittent fasting as easy as possible. This will be especially helpful if you're kind of a beginner or if you haven't even started. But even if you have some experience, you can probably learn a thing or two that will help you make fasting even easier than it has been so far. The first tip I wanted to share is if you're doing some kind of daily fasting routine, then it helps a lot if you feast feast on high-protein foods during your eating window. So let's say you have like a, an 8-hour eating window or a 10-hour eating window. So you're probably eating at least two meals, um, what, however much you can pack into those eight hours sometimes. Um, but instead of you know, thinking of it like, oh, I need a diet, I need to limit my calories or anything like that. Throw all that out the window. And instead, eat until you're nice and full at each meal. And the thing that'll keep you full the longest is protein, things that are high in protein, because protein helps suppress your appetite and stimulates various satiety hormones. And then the second macronutrient that's the best at keeping you full is fat. So ideally, you want things that are high in protein that come with their natural fats. And some good examples of those are the meat, fish, poultry, eggs, and whole fat dairy are probably the best examples of things that'll do that, that'll keep you full for a really long time. 
so that's that's tip number one to make fasting easy. So if you're trying to eat for eight hours and fast for 16, for example, um, at the beginning and or end of your eating window, especially at the end, have that really filling high protein meal. And you probably won't get hungry for a very long time. By the way, that tip fits in with um, when Dr. Ben Bickman was on my podcast, he talked about four pillars of nutrition. And two of those were to prioritize protein and to not fear fat, don't fear fat. So that's basically what I was telling you is prioritize protein, get a lot of it, eat till you're nice and full, and don't fear the fat, you know, let it come with its natural fat and maybe even add some type of healthy fat to your meal. The second tip that I wanted to share today is to start slowly and actually start not just slowly, but start easily. Start at a level that feels very comfortable for you. So depending on your background, depending on how much experience you have with fasting, start in a way where it doesn't even feel very challenging. And why would you do that? Don't, don't you want to get all excited and, and go crazy and, and you know, do the maximum version of fasting or whatever? Well, that's kind of what people do when they're thinking of it kind of like a New Year's resolution. If you do it like a New Year's resolution, you'll probably last for three days and then you'll quit because it's too hard. So that's, you know, that's, uh, that's what happens when you get really excited and you bite off more than you can chew. Um, instead, you want to kind of think of this as a long-term perspective, meaning it's not just something you do for a week. It's not a crash diet. It's a habit and a lifestyle that you want to try out for a while and see what kind of long-term results you can get. And so in order to do that, you want to start pretty easy. You want to make it pretty easy and then just very gradually ramp up. And you want to celebrate, notice and celebrate small wins, little tiny wins like, oh, cool, I increased my fasting duration by 15 minutes today compared to yesterday. Great job. You know, just little things like that. And the thing about the interesting thing about most habits is that it takes quite a while for you to really see big results. And so you can't be like, oh, I'm going to do it for a week and then I'm then I'm done. Uh, it's got to be something that you kind of build into your lifestyle and it becomes part of your identity. And so it's best to start small and then you can have that little bit, little bit of progress, little bit of progress, little bit of progress. And then after a while, the progress accelerates because there's this compounding benefit, kind of like interest in the bank. There's this compounding benefit. So you want to start slowly, start easily and give it some time, build it into your lifestyle Make it very easy at the beginning, and then after a while, it'll be easy because it'll be part of your identity, and then you'll start to see more and more results. I've got two more tips to share, and these are both relevant to any type of fasting, but are actually a little bit more relevant to longer fasts, especially if you were to go like a full 24 hours or 36 hours or a couple days or a few days or anything like that. That's where you'd want to think about these a little bit more. So my third overall tip is, for most people, it'll depend a little bit, but for most people, you want to get some extra salt during, before, during, and after a fast. So why do you want to take in more salt? Haven't you been told your whole life you should avoid salt or it'll kill you? Well, for most people, most of the time, it's really not that important to limit salt, and, it's, and if you're trying to do fasting or low-carb, it helps to get plenty of salt. And what do I mean by plenty of salt? Well, a few grams a day. 
is kind of like the extra little boost you might want to add to your salt intake. And when I say salt, of course, I mean sodium. Sodium is the electrolyte that you get from salt, and it's the main electrolyte in your bloodstream. So when you switch to intermittent fasting or if you're doing some kind of low-carb diet, the salt level in your body is going to go down because you're going to be releasing more of it in your urine. You're going to be peeing out the salt more than you ever did before. That's because your insulin level is lower. So that's the basic physiology. Your kidneys kind of work differently, and so more salt leaves your body. And so as a result, it's probably a good idea to take in some extra salt. There are various ways to get it. You can put some salt on your tongue and drink it down with water, or you can use like a bouillon cube, some kind of broth, soy sauce, various sources. But this is especially relevant if you're doing a long fast. Salt makes such a big difference in terms of feeling well and feeling energetic, being able to still exercise despite the fact that you're fasting, and so forth. So salt, salt, and more salt. With the caveat that there are some medical situations where you wouldn't want to go overboard. So always consult your own provider. I'm not giving individual medical advice ever in any of my videos or anywhere online. (laughs) So that was tip number three. Salt is really important. Tip number four is ketosis. So if you're trying to do some kind of fasting, the longer you go, the more you fast. And during during a particular fast, if you fast for a while, then your body switches over to kind of like fat burning mode, uses fat as the main energy source. And along with the fat, it also uses something called ketones. I'm sure you've heard of ketones. Your body makes them naturally. Your liver makes them out of fat. You can also get ketone supplements and whatnot. But basically, if you're going to try to do a long fast, it's best if you, get your, if you boost your ketone levels even before you start. And you can do that by eating a ketogenic diet. In other words, you get into nutritional ketosis. Or you could even use like a, you know, that ketone supplement I mentioned. Um, And if you do that, then you already kind of have that, you know, energy source that you're going to be using. So you don't have to go through that kind of sometimes rough transition on day two or three of a long fast. So if you get your ketones up in advance, it helps you be more energetic, more focused, and just have an easier time overall. So a couple of resources I wanted to mention to you is I have a PDF guide that goes into more detail about some of the things you can do to make fasting really easy. It covers some different topics and some different angles from what I explained here. So you can actually get that on my website by going to fastingwell.com easy, and I'll put a link below as well. I also have a 10-day no snacking challenge. And the benefit of that is that it kind of helps you start with a pretty easy version of intermittent fasting and celebrate the small wins along the way and kind of start developing the habit and changing your identity and all that stuff I talked about earlier. So you can get that by going to fastingwell.com challenge. And of course, I'll put a link to that below as well. Okay, so that wraps up the audio that came from that video on YouTube. And if you want to see the original YouTube video, you can find the link on your podcast app. So just click on over if you want to check that out. And of course, there's a bunch of other videos on my YouTube channel. So you may find that useful if you're in the habit of watching videos. But if you prefer to just listen, that's fine too. Just trying to give you the options. Uh, You can also find the timestamps for this episode on the show notes. And there's a link to that on your app as well. 
Last thing, if you haven't already left a review on this podcast and you're finding it useful, finding it helpful, then please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on any other platform that you're on, because that really helps me and helps other people find the show. So if you can take those two minutes out of your day to do that, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Hopefully this is helping you reach some of your health goals. And I will catch you next time on the Fasting Well podcast. The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.